Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to go ahead and start off in decency and in order. And we're going to come out of Isaiah 12 and 2. And it says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has became, become, he has become my salvation. Through God is where your strength lies. He is your defense. He'll put a hedge of protection around you. All you got to do is a very simple thing that a lot of us have to learn on our own path and our own pace. And that's how to trust in God. Amen. Dear Father God, thank you just bringing us through this week to this midpoint, God, right before Christmas, God. God, we just thank you for everything. We thank you for all the things that you're blessing us with. God, we still remember the reason for the season, and that is your son, Jesus Christ, God. We just thank you for the sacrifice. We thank you for bringing some, someone to this earth to go through what he went through, God, for our sins and, and to bring us salvation, God. God, we just ask you to bless everybody under the sound of my voice to make sure that they can be able to hear a word today that could be able to bring healing, deliverance, um, to bring strength and joy and wisdom. God, we just ask you to let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, enlarge our territory here at Anointed Radio, God. God, we thank you and we glorify you, God. God, we ask you to be able to touch everybody under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the soles of my feet to be able to bring deliverance, to be able to help them through whatever they're going through, any unspoken prayer requests that they have that they've been dealing with during this holiday season. God, I ask you to be with them, God, and give them the answer, a new revelation. God, I ask you to bless everybody with suicide, anxiety, and depression that they're dealing with in this holiday season, God. I ask you to be with them, God. I ask you to bring them hope, joy, and a future, God, that they can see for themselves as confirmation. God, we just thank you for being the almighty Alpha and Omega that's always been there, no matter who left our side. God, we thank you. We glorify you. We said it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Everybody. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, you can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can um, follow me at um, Jay Calhoun on Facebook. And make sure you go get all my singles. Uh, Jesus, you make me happy. Wake up, bless, and renew my praise. And that is me. Go ahead, Mr. Chris. Hey, everybody. Good evening. I am Chris Johnson, all the way from the shy. Anyways, you can find me on SinkersDay.com as well as SinkersDay on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so go and like and share and all that good stuff. Um, you can also go and check out my music. I finally have a new song out after some time. So I'm proud of it. I'm happy about it. Called Three Kings is a Christmas song. So go and grab that. It's on all digital outlets. And then also go ahead and get Chasing After You, which is also still on all digital outlets. Amen. DW. What's going on, everybody? It is IDW, Daryl Walter. Um, you can follow me on all social media platforms, um, Instagram at the DW Experience, on Facebook at the DW Experience. Um, also newly on Clubhouse at Daryl Walter. Um, so if you can get in, follow me. Um, first, I want to say, as always, Pastor Jay, thank you very much for this opportunity, for this it, for this experience. It is because of you that I am coming into my own and, and, and branding myself and and coming into that. And also I want to take this time as we go into the Christmas season. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Ariel Covington, rest in peace to Latanya Brandon, and, and rest in peace to so many people who 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 have 
who have passed on this week. And I want to say shout out to the people who are grieving this week. You are the true MVPs. Those of you who have lost your parents, your, your close ones, your loved ones. I just want you to know that I am rooting for you. I am believing in you. And in your weakness, you are truly the strong ones this week. Also, shout out to Kenya Young. So um, I'm excited for this interview with uh, Jeremy tonight. And let's let's get going. Amen. And then we have our, our get our co-host that's not here in absence. We have Dr. Marvinetta Clay, who's out there being Santa Claus and ah. giving out toys with her church. Amen. Um, but you could go follow Dr. Marvinetta Clay at drmarvinettaclay.com or um, follow her her handles at Marvinetta Clay or uh, Clay Marvinetta on social media. Get her song. Um, they don't know and worship forever then we have miss chiquita andrews uh, with the um unbroken her her book the unbroken make sure you go out and check her out she's a great author part of the anointed radio team when she has the time one thing i wanted to say um i want my good dear friend juan baxter um he he just got home from having COVID. i, I want every intercessor under the sound of my voice to pray for him. Yes. Um, he, COVID's no joke. Um, COVID's no joke. I'm going to just say it like that. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that hurt my heart seeing my friend um, going through that and, and having to really sh seem like he's struggling just to breathe. So I, I just ask everybody uh, with a, a able, you know, that is able to be, Please, I know it's it, a lot of people like, why you ask people to pray on Facebook? Because they don't really be doing it. Well, I'm going to ask the true people that see this, that's really going to go into prayer. Please pray for those Baxters, both of them, the whole family, the Baxter family, especially Juan um, and his mom. Please, um, uh, please just pray for them that they can be healed, recovered, um, and, and strengthened in Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. Name. Um, and now we have our guest, Mr. Jeremy Glover, everybody. Welcome to the room. Thank you for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so um, Jeremy Glover, entertainment publicity is my thing and also production. And um, yeah, you can follow me at Glove on Instagram. It's posted right there. You can see it. And um I'm excited to get right into it and just dive in and let's go. Amen. So um, one thing I was going to say is Anointed Radio is going to start doing a, a little fad thing is we're going to start having our after show. Um, if you stay up, if you can stay up um, after a certain time to come to Clubhouse where you can follow us, um, everybody here in Clubhouse and we really could go deep into a lot of things that we talk on here. There's a lot of stuff in a limited time that we talk about, but there's a lot of stuff we could really go deeper in to be able to help you, to be able to help you as an artist, to help you brand yourself, to help and market yourself. There's so much stuff that you, that could be taught. And Clubhouse is an awesome app. If you do have it, like DW say, definitely uh, follow all of us. I believe all of us are on uh a clubhouse or about to so just follow us we're definitely going to be having rooms where we're teaching um anointed radio is definitely going to have some you know anointed radio presents you know uh, artist workshops and you know uh family therapy things like that where we could be able to give back because you see a lot of foolishness and a lot of people want to go on clubhouse and learn yeah. how to better their craft how to 
get through and get some deliverance and get some healing on some things. And if we could tell our testimony to be a, a help, then that is really our job as Christians to be able to go out, spread the gospel and tell our testimony because there is power in the testimony. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I just want everybody to know that we will start doing that going to into tuition where after the show, after Facebook live, go ahead and go over to clubhouse. We're going to be over there in our little room, just talking about stuff, moderating, having some great skills and teaching thing. I was actually teaching last night um, about a very dope app for artists. If you are an independent artist and you're looking for help, I have a website for you and it will help you get to the next level. So if you're ready to take your, your, um, your 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 artistry to the next level of course you got to increase your craft but you got to know the business side because you can have a dope voice but your business side could be weak and that's why you don't you don't have no nobody following or you could have no no talent and, uh, and your business side is strong and everybody following you we've seen it i don't got name names so with that being said um Make sure that you go over to Clubhouse. I'll be talking about some of them gems tonight. Um, Clubhouse is lit. Let's let's just put it out there. Like Clubhouse be lit. It, it do, and you t- and you learn a lot, and you could be able to share some things and share share some stages with some people that would usually charge you. I'm gonna be real. I was in a less jo- uh, uh, less Jones. Um, room where he was teaching about power of the voice. That's a three thousand dollar course that he, he charged, and he was doing for free at Clubhouse. He speaks around the world and teaches people about the power of their voice. And he's doing it on Clubhouse for free. Give me you gems. So that's that's something powerful. So, um, you know, use it for your benefit. We all obviously could always go into foolishness, but always remember your brand is your brand and what you represent is what you represent. So be cautious and be um, for all my Clubhousers out there. People can see what room you in. (laughs) <laughs> we we see you in the rooms that that are bending over booties and twerking Becky's. We see you. Oh no! So, so please, we see you. People of the church, remember your brand is your brand. And we see you, you at four o'clock in the morning. Man, oh. Jesus, Amen. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go and get into the Christmas spirit. And um, Chris is gonna go ahead and introduce us into this song that we're gonna play. Well, everybody, this is my song. Um, it's called Three Kings. Hope you enjoy And it. after this, we're going to uh, go into a music break, and we'll see you back at 730, where we're going to interview the, the legendary Jeremy Glover. Oh, the GOAT. Oh, the GOAT. Oh, see you in a minute. Travel so far, building fountain, more and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Joy and home again. They started on the journey. 
born again on Bethlehem was plain. Gold, I bring the crown in the game. He's the king forever. Feasting ever over us all to reign.
Amen, everybody. Amen. Baptist fit. Baptist fit. Hey! He blocked it. Amen. Somebody out there, just want you to know, he blocked it for you. Amen. 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 Now we're going to go ahead and go into a Pastor Jay icebreaker question. And I was thinking about this. It's all Christmassy and all that. And I had to think of something Christmassy. So this was on the fly. So here it go. You ready? Wrote a song about it. Here it go. Not a song. <laughs> so if you had to pick one of the reindeers to be, which one would you pick to be? Me or everybody? Oh, no, you. just you. Oh, praise God. Uh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I would guess it would be Rudolph because he's a star. And I'm I amazing. felt the Holy Ghost on that. Hey, so, Rudolph. I don't know. I feel like Rudolph was the star, the underdog. So that's me. I'll, I'll be Rudolph all day. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that answer. You know, because I could tell you right now, I was going to ask you, um, do you know all of them? But I said, I don't even know. So you could have said something. I'd be like, uh-huh. Yep. Dancer, dancer. I don't know. I started singing it and it gets stuck to Blixen. I was like, I was right. like, I was like, um, and yeah. Leon and Frederick and Eliotis. <laughs> and and but if you think about it, they hated on Rudolph. Huh? Mm. They tried to put him down and count him out. But uh, at the end know. of the day, the one that we remember <laughs> is Rudolph. Ah. Uh. I felt the Holy Ghost in that one. Somebody needs to know your Rudolph is coming. Rudolph at midnight cried out to the God. He cried out to the Lord. They judged him for having a red nose. They judged him for being different. But at the end of the day, Santa said, Rudolph, you are my lead reindeer. I need somebody to know there is a Rudolph season in your life. In your life, I want you to go ahead and share this. Share this live, like it. Rudolph anointed. There's a Rudolph anointing. I'm gonna preach on that. God blocked it. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to throw my little throw pillow for my kid. Ah, he was different. They didn't want him to make it. All the other reindeer hated on him, but at the end of the day, I want you to know Jesus sees you right now, and though they hating on you, you are the Rudolph, and you are the overcomer. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. See? Church you This is escalated real quickly. Church you for that. Church you for that. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and go to the next. So the next question would be, and then I'm going to open the floor for Chris and um dw to go in but i want everybody to know um where is your hometown and where do you reside now um my hometown is los angeles uh 94th and central watts and um i reside in i guess you could say long beach lakewood i'm like on the cusp of lakewood paramount long beach but yeah long beach currently okay so when you were um when you were growing up what was the very first ministry you did in church? Oh, wow. The very first ministry I did in church. Well, I remember, I'm, I guess, uh, choir, you know. I guess I'm telling you, them ushers is a dying breed, man. I, 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 never, I never ushered anybody. I probably would have got sat down because 
had a bad, a little, a little smart mouth, so I don't think that would have worked out well. You probably would have fit in if you really think about it. I was at Christian Christian Center starting oh, off, so it was a little different. Well, first I was uh, at Greater, Greater Bethany, but I don't remember anything. I was a baby, and then we went to Christian Christian Center. So it was a whole other thing. I went to school there. It, yeah, so I that choir was very operatic and different. We had a Caucasian teacher. It wasn't a regular, like, black choir. Got you. Okay. Okay. So one thing I want you to kind of just tell everybody that's listening, um, tell everybody a little bit about you, what you do for artists. Okay. Well, uh, I specialize in entertainment publicity and I do events. That's my thing. So I just make sure I facilitate the experience. Let's say there's a musician who got nominated for a Grammy. So I facilitate the experience for them, making sure I correspond on their behalf with the academy and just making sure everything is taken care of for them. And when they arrive, that their carpet is smooth. I follow up to make sure that the interviews that they did get placement in the media publications that we spoke to on the carpet and just networking on their behalf. And um, it's basically networking really with them and just, you know, pu- you know publicists publicize people, places and things. So whatever I'm contracted to do, that's what I'm working on at the time. Um, I've worked with the entities themselves, such as, you know, like working on with the American Music Awards or BET, or I've worked with an artist such as Mint Condition or done production side on with Janet Jackson, something like that in that capacity, but I'm either with the artist or I'm with the company that's holding the special event. So special events would be my, my specialty. Um, and that's my fun thing that I like to do. Okay, so I have to ask the question, um, and the question would be, um, what made you, like, just so encouraged to get into that field? Because I've been to red carpets. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with, you know, helping artists with marketing, and it's not an easy job. So what what was the thing that it really encouraged you to um, jump into that field of work? Well... I would say I've always been intrigued with the entertainment industry and media just as a whole and pop culture. So music, I'm a music movie buff, you know, like recalling dates and times and eras and costumes and, uh, you know, just things of pop culture. So I was always enamored with that, but I always figured I was so far removed. How could I ever, I didn't go to school. I don't have a communications degree. I'm not a journalist. So I kind of gave up on that and I actually got a call. I always shout out my girl, Kiana Ephraim, uh, J.J. Maybelline's niece. And uh, she was at West Angeles. We all were in the first jurisdiction. <laughs> so uh, she called me one day in 2010 uh, for a production gig for BET uh, for Celebration of Gospel. And that was actually the last one where the last place, the live performance that was televised where Whitney Houston was at. So it was my that was my very first entertainment like legit gig, and I saw what publicists do actually there. I was with Mary Mary on the production end, just making sure they got to where they were supposed to be, they missed the cues, and you know teleprompter and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is fun. So what I did was I found out who was in charge of communications at BET, which was Sabrina Horton. She was on the West Coast side for she was a senior uh, manager for communications, and then there's Marcy Poblano. Uh, in New York and 
yeah, I harassed them <laughs> until I got a job, <laughs> until I, I was able to intern with them. And there was other publicists and stuff that I interned with, but then I eventually learned the game towards 2013, 2014, and was able to go out and branch out on my own with my own clients. Um, and yeah, so that's that. So I got I have Sorry. to ask that then, uh, just to follow up on that. Um, tell us some of your clients. Um, well, past <laughs> clients, because uh, currently ain't nobody doing too much. Currently, I'm with FM2 and Intentional, and my wife, Mika Rashawn, which you played their music. Um, but I've worked with a ton of people, like I stated, in that condition. I've been graced with the opportunity to uh, facilitate and assist with Janet Jackson. Um, my boss, Joey Harris, he put me on for that because he got hired out randomly as the VP of our operations and was like, come on. <laughs> so when he would do stuff, he would call me to work so I could put that on my resume. Um, I used to work over one free network. Um, I've done a ton of BT awards, celebration of gospels, um, music matter events, American music awards, billboard music awards, um, country countdown music awards, the CMAs, the Grammys. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a conglomerate of many events, mostly events, uh, more so than personal clients, but I've, before the opportunity to be with them and just one-offs with BET talent, like, hey, can you come with me? I don't have a publicist, and you know, we, we broker a deal, and then we go from there. So it was a lot of one-offs. Too many to name that I can't recall at the top of the, my head because I'm kind of nervous and I don't know why. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> so, don't, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. You're gonna be so, you in good hands tonight, brother. Yes, yes. And maybe this light is too bright because I feel like a ghost in the screen. I feel like I'm just disappearing into the wall. But it's all right. <laughs> you all right. That's yeah. the light skin problem. Chris and I yeah. don't know anything about that, right, Chris? Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this question. And and first I want to say shout out to my aunt Patricia, because I love you too. And shout out to Tamika Glover, because she is hey. she, she's supporting you, you know. Um, but as somebody in public relations, as somebody who's in publicity, um, my question to you. Um, seeing a lot of artists, seeing um, um, Jamal Bryant, seeing Daryl Wall, seeing a lot of artists go through scandals, going through hard times. What would you? What would be your advice as somebody who is in PR um, to artists nowadays? We have social media. We live in a world um, where anything you do can come out at any time. How do you handle your artists and what advice would you give to people who are going to be in the public eye to handling their image and to handling situations that may not be the greatest for them? Okay. Well, I would say for the Darrell Wall situation, um, he handled it beautifully. I mean, he didn't have a response. His response was worship. Uh, that's, you know, it's so taboo and so, you know, like really that's just tough. What happened to him, how it happened to him, and then the different stances on what's right and what's wrong. There is no correct way, especially in this time when people don't have anything to do. All they do is have time to be in your business and harp on your mishaps or you know embarrassing moments um mm -hmm. so i think what he did was great to be honest uh because that was some sincere worship 
He didn't have to say it. He didn't say a thing about it. He just worshiped the Lord because that's what he knew what to do. And so, so would you say like don't respond? Like so, what I'm hearing you say, would you say that um, the best response is no response? Uh, it's contingent upon the situation. Like with the Jamal Bryant situation, I don't think that that was done with class and excellence, especially being the pastor of a large ministry such as New Birth, with, which has had some taboo situations in the past with the former Great. pastor. So, yeah, that was just too much. That was that was really messy. And I get the whole thing because he felt like his character was attacked. And, you know, it's like he gave answers, but they weren't clear and concise answers. So it leaves bloggers with room to go and speculate and talk about other things and dig up things that we don't know what's true and what's, you know, people like, they don't, the truth is not, Charlamagne always says the truth isn't entertaining, the lie is more entertaining. Yeah. So even if it's a lie, and there's uh, they're just fallacies all across the board. People were going to gravitate towards what sounds, you know, salacious and sensationalized. So, I think, you know, clear, concise, and short, <laughs> where you can dead end things and say this would be my last time addressing it. But there's no in those situations. I don't feel like there is a. You have to really sit down and strategize with the artist to see how they're feeling and what would make sense. And I don't think he consulted with anybody. He just turned on his his uh apparatus and got and up and, and spoke how he felt in the passion of what he was feeling because he did take some time because i don't even follow him but it was all over the blogs and right, getting right. google alerts about it so i'm like this is getting national attention and it's like oh yeah yeah now there's more litigation so it's just that's ugly and i don't know how i would handle that i would really have to sit down with the client and see where their head is at and see what you know, if we can work on getting a control of the situation and deading it if possible. I, I feel like your pay, your pay would increase. Like, for, first of all, you're, you're going to pay me. You're going <laughs> to pay I mean, me more. Publicists have a hard time. You remember R. Kelly's publicist? That was hard. And I don't know. It's like, you know, all money and good money. So it's like some people, you might not want that attachment because it might tarnish your reputation. So, you know, his publicist was a meme. <laughs> that I saw going yeah. on at the time. So, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you don't want to be, you look at the Kelly uh, McEnany, you know, <laughs> she's like the president's publicist. And what you say is held to high regard concerning certain people. So you really have to be meticulous in your approach and intentional with your speech and what you say, because it's going out for the world to take. And they'll even, they might not be a notable uh, publication, but they'll screen grab and they'll take, that press release and put it with their stuff. So your stuff has to be on point. Yeah. And yeah, so some of that stuff is, that's big. I've never had to deal with anything like that. I thank God. So I would ask on to that. If I was an upcoming publicist, would you say to be fair, based off what you said earlier, that you should pick and choose wisely who your clients are? Um, definitely. I think you should pick and choose wisely who your clients are. Everybody, there's been people who approach me that had the money and things, but I'm like, I don't agree with your, your brand. It doesn't coincide with mine. You know, I'll take a check if it makes sense. I could do a quick something, but if you're really trying to work together, I don't, I don't do pills and I don't pop. I have rappers and stuff in my inbox all the time. It's like, I get daily inquiries about how can we work together? I got the money. I got a budget. And it's like, your life scares me. I don't want to be shot. 
you know, like I, I'm not about that. Like I, I probably would shoot you first. I'm, I work for the Department of Homeland Security. I have a regular job, and I'm considered a marksman. So you go ahead and you want to. If I'm ready, it's it's on the popper. But I'm not trying to shoot anybody. Praise God. Try Jesus. <laughs> don't try Charlie Glover. Try Amen. Jesus. Right. Don't so try JL. I got five dollars for you. Uh, oh, I got one question. Before. Well, to switch gears, um, I would say. For artists, what, how, uh, let me say it again. For artists, how important is an EPK or a press kit? Because oh. I know I've heard, as an artist, I've heard that term a lot. And um, yeah, so please tell the importance of that for other artists. Okay, EP, uh, EPK or one sheet, very important to have those things. Those are easy things that you can shoot off uh, to somebody when pitching. Because you always want to pitch yourself, you know, let's say you can't afford a publicist, but you're trying to do this thing on your own. You need to have something where it's branding and showing clear, quick, concise, because people don't have time. So you want everything to be in one space and it makes sense. And it's aligning with your brand and the message you're trying to convey. I'm a writer and I'm proficient in this and I specialize in this. And here's clips of my work and it's all one sheets are uh, preferred a lot of times over anything uh, nowadays. But EPKs are still beneficial as well with your website, your bio, your music, your social media. Um, and it's a great investment for yourself if you can't afford a publicist. Those things will get you in the door. There's some award shows you can't even pitch talent to if you don't have an EPK. So there's, there's a level you have to have those things because that just makes you professional. I mean, what you just, let me just say, what you just shared is is worth money. Like, I hope people are truly listening and taking notes about this because there's a lot of artists who are absolutely talented out there, um, but they don't they don't have the, the clear, quick, um, concise, EPK, as you stated, and I just want to piggyback on Chris and ask you, in regards to artists, how would you handle or what advice would you give to the artists that they're talented, they're amazing, but they have a past? You know, they, they may have a, a drug history that they've overcome, or they may have some prison records. They, they have some things that, right. you know, they come to you and say, hey, Jeremy, I want to do this, but... I have X, Y, Z in my past that if it comes out, this may not be in my benefit. How would you handle those artists? You get in front of your story and you own it. You own the story before it owns you. So you take those things and you take ownership of them and you put it out there that and you make it your story. It's also uh, marketable nowadays. Everything, you if you look at the packages for Sunday Best, if you look at the packages for American, American Idol, when uh, people are auditioning, they pick out people with the problem. They yeah. highlight people who, who got a bait, like one of somebody who I probably might be working with, Marcel um, Donaldson. He was on American Idol uh, like two seasons ago, and his story went viral. He got a baby out of the blue from a family member, and he had to raise a kid, and he didn't have the money. He didn't have it, the job and stuff like that, so he was doing this for his life. And yeah. it blew up and went viral with millions of views online, and that was marketable because people want people identify with the struggle and a story. They want something that's tangible in their real life at their house because you know you're on TV. You don't people don't always gravitate to the people who are gaudy and famous or acting. You know, famous adjacent. It's like the people with the underdog. You look at the original Nene Leakes with her her first face. Yeah, the original, yes. original 
the original Nene Leaks, the hood girl that didn't know how to apply makeup right and her wig wasn't all of that great, but she was in Gucci getting the Gucci dress and we enjoyed that story, her come up. And then that's why she was a breakout star from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'm not dragging her. I'm just saying those are something for people to, you know, a breakout star is somebody with a story. We want to identify. We want to attach ourselves to that because it's profitable and it's interesting and we want to know more. I mean, you know, and, and, and you you saying that, and I'll pass it to you after this, Pastor Jay, but, like, coming onto this platform as a DW experience, I totally agree with you. Like, I've had to own my story. I've been very public and honest about my battle with drugs, my battle with alcohol addiction, my battle with, you know, you know, treating people not so kindly and, 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 and overcoming an old Daryl and transforming myself into this new Daryl. So just to really add on to that, I think people need to hear this, that you can overcome, you can have a past, but if you own your story, own your truth and be able to tell your truth, I think that's where the publicist comes in and correct me if I'm wrong or help me with this, but as you overcome and own your truth, your publicist comes in to, to help you strategize, strategize. To, to be the most marketable, right? So and I mean, what I make sense. Yeah, hashtag strategize. That's yeah. a good one. Hashtag, hashtag strategize. Make it, yeah, hashtag make it make sense. Hashtag make, make it sense. make sense. That's that's yeah. really good for people to hear because a lot of these young people, you know, I'm on Clubhouse, I'm on these social media platforms and Pastor Jay and I, we were talking about it. It's like, they just post anything. They just post everything, all of their lives, but none of it actually makes sense. So really at the end of the day, if you're an up and coming artist, if you are up and coming, whether you're gospel, whether you're mainstream, whether you're an author, whether you're a writer, you have to make it make sense. Yeah, and I I definitely wanted to just speak speak into somebody's life um, and say that you are not your past. You know, a lot of times people are so caught up in what they've been, but God transformed you to get to where you are now. Your past was a lesson, but it was not a jail sentence. So do not stay there because God has more for you. Like the scripture, I always love to say it's Jeremiah 29, 11. God has no evil intent for you. He has hope, joy, and a what? Future. So if he has a future for you, that means he has more for you than what you've already experienced. But you have to be able to let go of that stuff to be able to re- receive new future things. Because if you don't, re- if you don't, open yourself to be able to receive what God is trying to give you. You'll still talk about what happened to old you. You'll still be caught up in old stuff and old friends and all the things that you constantly talk about in this. And and I really feel like that brings offset dementia because the next, you know, you just the same old thing from 1988, 1990, and you go in circles and you cannot accept the fact of going forward and what God has promised you and what he's trying to bring in your life. So I just want everybody to know to to let go of that old past because God has greater for you. And the only way that you could really walk into your destiny is by letting go and letting God. And that means letting go your attentions and letting God be able to control the destiny that he already planned for you when you was in the womb. Be free, be liberated, my God. Ah, yeah, that was a word. I want to know, Jeremy, 
What is the most bizarre encounter you've had with an artist? You don't have to name the name, but just tell the story. <laughs> I'll tell names because I never see it. And if they do, that means I'm getting a check. I love, <laughs> I love all of this right now. Okay. So I have a lot of stories. I've been backstage with some crazy stuff with Steve Harvey telling. I, I remember Steve Harvey was looking at Lettucey's shoes and she had on some some six inch Louboutins. And he was like, yeah, I love those when my wife wears them and they pointed up to the ceiling. And Yolanda Adams was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment. Um, I was with, I won't name his name, but I was with a, a large rap artist at the American Music Awards in 2018. Okay, let's pause. What kind of rapper? Let, let Kim, so, so we can just kind of figure it out. Uh, a talkie rapper, Caucasian. Got it. Uh -huh. name if you get it, or I'm gonna log out. Okay. Uh, and he had somebody carrying around a bag of drugs for him. He was drunk all day, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. He kept giving me drinks, and I do like to drink. I'm not. I'm. I, I used to like to drink. So, um, strategize. Yeah, it was a moment. It was a moment, and I have video. I was front row, I, I had got finished with him for the day and I got a little inebriated and it was hilarious. I was front row with Sierra performing. I was sitting next to uh, Taylor Swift. It was a moment. You, <laughs> was, you was moment. drunk on camera acting a fool, basically. No, no, not a fool. <laughs> I fit right on in. I was like, I'm black, I was done working. So I was like a seat filler, but I was doing my job just too well. But it was a moment. It was iconic for my little life. That was definitely a moment. But I've had issues. I remember my first BT Awards, they gave the people um, limo service, but they didn't tell them where to go, how to get back to. So I had to help Nicki Minaj. Well, first, Nicki Minaj was being carried by her security guard, and she was kicking her feet and saying, la, 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 la. Angela Bassett wasn't having it. She was like, what is wrong with that lady? And I had to help. I had to help Taraji get her car. Uh, Jessica Reedy, Angela Bassett, and then Donnie Simpson. I don't know if you remember Donnie Simpson. Yes. Uh, okay, iconic. Video you know, soul. Like, Shout out video to Donnie soul. Simpson. Yeah. And that was just a moment. I was like, "This is really happening." Like, what is what is this? That was I. Was, I think it was 2011. <laughs> that was just a moment. 2011, 2012. That was it. Was a moment for me. So I have a ton of stories like that that are funny, and then some I can't share, but they're always funny. So, we'll, we'll talk um, offline about that. You just DM me so I can hear those stories. Okay, oh, amen. Um, what, would, what would you say? I would. Ha I have to say this. So, um, what is the lesson that you learned during the pandemic? The lesson that I learned, uh, the very foundation of everything that we thought we knew was shaken. Mm. So, um, all those security blankets, everything that you thought that you had and that you could do and that you know you can go to, it shut down. And um, I learned to trust God a little bit more than I thought I already did. Because um, I never had a payment going deferment. I never missed anything. I'm still fat. I never missed a meal. My car note never went behind. My cable, only thing I had to do was go from platinum to gold <laughs> package. So I didn't lose a thing, you know, and all praises and honor and glory go to God for that. Uh, he definitely is a preserver and a keeper of those who diligently seek him. So yeah. I can attest to that. 
and have that be a true story in my life. You know, we have all kinds of stories of how we made it over, but that's of recent. And even myself, um, I actually had COVID. Um, I was safe this whole time. I wouldn't see people. I hadn't seen anybody, hadn't traveled since February. Only thing I did was stay in a hotel in March at the top of the pandemic because my 10th anniversary trip got canceled <laughs> prior to everything being shut down because our water heater exploded. <laughs> so this year has been crazy. But in the midst of it all, God has preserved and kept us and we haven't lost anything that couldn't be replaced. Did you say you had COVID and you overcame COVID? Yes, I had COVID. Um, so the story is a family member came from Portland, uh, kind of made a fuss about, you know, making sure they saw everybody. And I just thought that they were good and safe. I got a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And then turns out they went to go see my mother and she tested positive. And mm -hmm. I was fine. I didn't feel sick. And then, so that was on the 21st of October. And then the 25th, that's when the symptoms had set in. Um, but even though I'm, you know, I'm a Husky boy, I still, um, we're pretty active and we were proactive at the top of the pandemic. My wife and I decided to do our black seed oil and turmeric shots and sea moss. And we got all the things that help boost our immune system. And we did the, I was doing teas every day, you know, stuff like that. So even with having COVID and not even knowing it, I did a seven mile jog. I had no idea that I had COVID. My knees was a little sore, but that was it. I just thought that's because it's all this weight jogging on the dirt. But uh, I didn't think anything of it. Went to sleep, had a fever, didn't didn't really realize my wife was like, you're a little hot. I was sweating. I had what they had. People talk about the COVID nightmares. That that one night, uh, I kept waking up every hour, but I felt like I was asleep for 10 years. Like It was crazy. And then I woke up and went to work. <laughs> and I went to work every day that week <laughs> and did not know I was sick, but I wore my mask and I always kept my distance. I'm the Lysol king. I have enough to last until the Lord returns. And I bought that prior to COVID because that's just how we live our lives. So um, I think if you do the due diligence of wearing your mask and cleaning up after yourself and not touching people, I think you'll be okay. But because I got that hug, that gave it to me and I gave it to my wife and we didn't get sick. We just had fatigue. I, I just gotta say, I, I celebrate you, and 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 can I just say, I've been saying it. When you hear somebody overcoming COVID in this season, it hits a little bit different. Yeah. Like, yeah. As I'm listening to you, yeah. yeah I, after this show, I'm going to shout for you and run around my apartment. Like I have chills because we're watching so many people pass away. Like I, I hit a Pastor Jay off the air, and I was like, "Yo, I need a break." Like. Every day that I, I turn on social media, every day that I turn on my phone, I'm getting another phone call that this person passed away, this person's brother, these, you know, people I remember from the past, you know, it's like every day. So to at any time I hear somebody who's overcome COVID, let me tell you, <clears throat> if, if you don't, if you don't just, if, if you believe in God, and even if you don't, if you don't just give a praise to God the most high, because it, it, is, it is a blessing. And I just want to ask you, um, as I say that, what advice would you give to up and coming publicists in this day and age coming up in the business? Um, I'm going to put a pen in that. I just want to say, the you know, the media really has a way of making COVID scarier than it is because they're trying to keep people in the house. The mortality rate is very low. 
when you look at it number wise. So there's more people surviving and overcoming it that's publicized. I just want okay. to say that. And it is serious. And I think for other people, just be careful. If you care about your loved ones, be careful. Stay yeah. home. It's hard. But do your due diligence so that this time next year, we'll see some kind of break in the clouds. I just wanted to say that. So, yeah. um, And then, because I talked too much, I forgot what you said that fast. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's okay. But but in this day and age of COVID, of pandemic, of quarantine, of social media, of everything changing, you know, 2012 is not 2020. What advice would you give to those looking up to Jeremy Glover who say, I want to be him. I want to do what he does. I want to work in publicity. I want to work behind the scenes. Um, what advice would you give to those young people? Well, one, if you're young, young, if you're if you're young, like high school, middle school, or a little bit fresh out out of school, if you can go to school to get a communications degree, to learn that stuff the right way, you can get those corporate jobs. You can go be a publicist at Starbucks, Fortune 500 companies. They're always hiring at Netflix. Uh, you know, some of the turnover rates for publicists, depending on certain departments that might be a little high. Um, if you want to be entertainment, I would say break in with production, learn the ropes of the set, see about other jobs. You know, I'm not an advocate for people being a jack of all trades and a master of none because that's trash behavior to me to be good at everything and you still at home with your parents. No shade to anybody who's at home with their parents. But you know what I'm saying? You don't have the means to take care of yourself because you're good at everything, but you haven't perfected anything enough to make a living from it. So what are you really doing that's beneficial for your life? Mm -hmm. That's good. It really bothers me. So no shade to people living home with their parents because some people do it because it makes sense for their life. But yeah. Anyway. There are some people who need to get out of their parents' house and quit living off their mommy. I'm going to say it for you because I can. There's some people who need to move out their mama's house and, and learn and really what I'm hearing you say is master your work, master your passion, yeah. perfect your craft. Who is it, who is it that, that you're aspiring to be like? Learn from them. I'm still learning. So I don't even see myself in that capacity. My wife always gets on me about it, but I don't, I'm still, I haven't achieved my greatest, uh, you know, market. So I don't see myself in that way. People are talking to me like that. And I'm like, this, we have to really humanize people. Because people say, oh, you're a celebrity, so you're important. And that's not true. Because yeah. of my social media alone, people come and be like, wow, I can't believe you responded to me. And I'm like, I don't even have 10,000 followers yet. I don't, <laughs> like, I'm not nobody like special to not respond to your message. You got to kind of like take me off that pedestal. You don't you don't even know it's just a picture. Like, <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything. And we kind of have this microwave society where we see our stuff and now we want to emulate it fast. And it's like, but you don't want to put in the work. So I would say... See the organizations that you want to be a part of and volunteer. Offer your service. See what you can do. You look at the ditties of the world. That's what he did. He got into the office. He was in the mailroom at uh, Andre Harrell's. What is, uh, what is the name of it? The Uptown, Uptown. Records. Uptown Records. And yeah. he busted his way in there. Like Those kind of stories, those things are still happening today. You have to find a way. People, I know people who became personal assistants by harassing artists. And yeah. He became publicist, getting in, networking, and meeting people. Um, but you have to start somewhere. You can't just come in the door, you know, and, oh, I want $100,000. That's not how life works. <laughs> Where's your work to back up what you're willing, what you're looking to get paid? So yeah. volunteering is very important and interning. 
in terms I love, of people. I love what Tamika said. She said, be teachable, be prepared to serve and invest in yourself. And if I can add on to that, if you want to be in publicity, if you want to be behind the scenes, stay behind the scenes, make a choice. Do you want to be in front of the camera? Do you want to be the star or do you want to assist the star? Because what I see is a lot of people in management and public relations, especially with reality TV, trying to be the star and be behind the scenes. And, and that mm -hmm. just, it, does, it doesn't work for you. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, understand your role in, 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 in what, you're, what you're doing. If you're on a project and you're hired to be the publicity, the PR for it, then there's no reason you should be on the camera. I, I don't know yeah. if you agree with that or not. I agree with that in a, in a sense. Um, I, I interface a lot with notable publicists, uh, the Brit Reese's of the world. He has the Selena Gomez's and uh, Justin Bieber's, you know, people like that. Um, and then I don't know if you know Keita Williams, Keita and Monique. They were Terrell Owens. Owens yes, publicists. yes. They're yeah. still working. They do stuff and I get calls all the time. To come, can you come help? Can you, can you run my carpet for me? Can you help me, um, you know, with my placards and media check-in and stuff? And, you know, I'm always here to support black women. I'm your biggest advocate. So I'm I'm going to be there and I'm going to help. And it's a networking opportunity for me because I didn't have an invite initially. So now I'm here. <laughs> but um, I don't I don't think it's such a bad thing. If you have a brand and you have made your way to television, work that thing. Make it work for you. Get a check from that. Keita works that thing. Monique is very subdued, very chill. And she's a beast behind the scenes, but she don't want to be on camera. Keita will put on a smile, curl that natural long hair she got, and okay, so you see her hosting things for own on their live stream and you know stuff like that. She's just good at facilitating, and I think that comes with publicity. You know how to make it carry out. I don't feel like I'm that great at it, but my wife says I am. People tell me that I am. I don't feel like I'm articulate at all, to be honest, but I just make it work for me. <laughs> so, but... um yeah like you just have to make that thing work for you so you can't be so hungry that you're not uh, it's love and hip-hop era and there was a person who was on, who was ray j's publicist i don't want to say her name but mm. she was what you said doing too much you can't be the star and the publicist you yeah. gonna support or you gonna take care of yourself and support yourself because it's like you're competing with the artist and there's record labels that people complain about the artists being the management and the CEO all at the same time. So it's like they pushing their project and your project then fell by the wayside. So it doesn't work like that. Everybody has to have a role and play it effectively. You can't have too many hats. I, I mean, people do. I know the, the Holly Carters of the world. I go to church with Holly Carter. I've never had the opportunity to officially work for her, but I did volunteer for several years for the merch summit with Robbie Reed and um, Tracy Blackwell. And, you know, Holly wears a lot of hats. She, not only she's a wife and a mother of two, but she's a producer in the studio and television and a writer and director. And she runs an entertainment company and she's helping and developing and pitching ideas for a lifetime. And we TV, you know, like people can do that. I celebrate her and she's dope because she got it down. But her first thing is ministry. And I feel like God has really gave her that. He trust entrusted her with such a mantle because she put in the work in ministry and she gives mm -hmm. back. 
it's so you got to learn like it took years for her to get there though she wasn't always just this great person so in the meantime while you're trying to get to that level perfect what you have like my wife said be teachable and um don't do too much you know like i i have several avenues or i allow avail myself to do i can do event planning i can be your personal publicist i can be a publicist publicist for an event that you're trying to do i can do your social media uh management for you those are things that i offer as services um i can do consulting you know helping you garner the attention that you want for your brand and make it make sense for you yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not doing 19 things because well, how does that work for you if you're working for yourself and you don't even have the clientele to support? You know what I mean? Like some people just have some really far-fetched things. Um, some people are doing a, doing a great great job though. Like I celebrate them, but it ain't for everybody. I, I gotta say it. I know Pastor Joe, you're gonna chime in, but you are clearly good at what you do. I wanna encourage you that you are, you're good at what you do and, and you are on your way to being uh, 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 I don't want well, you're on your way to being like Holly Carter, like the many greats. Oh, like, you clearly, yeah, you have your head on your shoulders, and you're an amazing person. It's been, yeah, oh, you. you got it. Yeah, I received it. Be, so you want to be my publicist? Uh, listen, if the money is right, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money, and that's what he said. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. That's another thing I want to say before we leave this call, because everybody wants a publicist, right? It sounds catchy and cool, but you're paying somebody to do things you can do for yourself. And sometimes I'll tell people, I I can't take your money because where are we going to go? We're going to go to the store and come home and you don't even have any water. So it's like I, you got to you make sure we'll talk offline, Mr. Chris, and that's not going <laughs> to stay towards you. But people no, no, no. need to hear that. People need to hear that because yeah. everybody wants a publicist, but you have nothing to publicize. That if you don't have any content, what are we gonna push? Exactly. If nobody knows who you are, man. That was a mic drop, right? That was a mic drop right exactly. there. You ain't got nothing to publicize. I don't know but who needs to hear that. Listen, listen. Like you look at I'll use I'll use James Wright Chanel, right? We know him. We he's church adjacent. He's in several communities uh, with the arts and singing and movies and TV. But before all that, he was posting funny videos on YouTube with no viewership. And then there comes the patty pie. Mm -hmm. And even right, actually, right before that, he did the church. He did a. He was make, imitating the church mother, and Steve Harvey picked it up. Yeah. And. He got this whirlwind of attention and it went viral on Facebook and YouTube. Then Patty LaBelle. But before that, he was consistent in what he was doing. He was singing everywhere. He was singing background for some notable talent, but his own brand was his light wasn't shine yet. It wasn't bright. It was kind of dim. And because he was consistent, something caught on. But if you only release one or two songs, uh, you know what I mean? Like, what are you yeah, yeah. building? Because right. my, my wife, she's not trying to be a star. She's a great writer, and she can sing. She can sing with her little green eyes. So, hey, green eyes. Listen, but 
she's building, you know, is watching her blossom into the artist because she just wants to be a writer. So she said, well, let me go ahead and make sure I have a catalog of music. So when the opportunity arrives, I have a song book full of songs. I want to write for the Missy Elliott's and for Faith Evans and for Karen Clark Sheard. But she's doing the work and writing and developing and learning who she is and getting, she actually does pay for a service for Travis Malloy, which is my little brother, but he's blown up. I knew him back, I met him in, via Twitter in 2011 and we became friends. And now she's going to him for consult, you know, learning vocally who she is and what she is and expanding as an artist. You just have to make the investment in yourself. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, okay. I was going to say, a lot of people want to be the artist, but a lot of people don't want to invest in themselves. If you think about it, you go to college, you get in debt for how much money? Think about now being in artistry. If you're not willing to put decent money behind you, you to make a brand, it's never going to work. No matter mm -hmm. how, how hard, it's not, it's not free. It's not, you know, you don't get nothing in this world is free. Yeah. You know, so you have to be able to sacrifice. You're going to have to invest in yourself because how can you tell people to believe in you when you don't even believe in you? If you yeah. can't bet on yourself, then how can you expect people to bet a thousand on you and you can't even put two dollars on yeah. yourself? You know, and I think that's one thing that I learned in this pandemic with marketing is that you could have the dopest song, but if you don't market, um, Shoot, I looked at my streams from last year, 2019. I had like 2,000 streams. This year with marketing and, and doing strategies, I was up at 172K. Wow. And, and that's just really marketing yourself and yeah. getting out there and using the publicists and using, you know, people that can bring your, your brand up. Different, because those are all different avenues. People think yeah. a publicist is a booking agent and a nope. manager and they're the... Publicists are not here for marketing. They're not going to market you. They're going to take what you have and make it presentable and pitch it for you to be in avenues that you desire. But that's not the job. So I'm glad you talked about marketing. That's <laughs> um, good. Because you got to know all of the, all the different facts because you got to have somebody to be able to, to do graphics like Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you throw that out there. Someone to do graphics. Come on, Someone to be a publicist, um, someone to do the marketing, radio marketing, um, magazine marketing, because um, I just found out um, that there's a lot of people that are marketers that have portals for social media where they yeah. could be able to get all of your assets and your assets is your, you know, your magazine coverings when you was getting covered from a magazine or a blog or whatever. And you at least have a decent volume and then you send it to Instagram, you send it to the Facebook and then you get the blue tick clicking that request for verification. They get hundreds. And if you're not somebody that didn't blew up with millions and millions of people, they're not going to verify you by that. You, you know actually what? have to find a specialist. It's, it's, that is very true. And then there's just people who are just themselves and they get that verification. Because I've seen people with a thousand followers be verified. I'm like, yeah. and I see the people who have millions of followers but because they changed their name that are not verified or something, they fell out of the verification ranks and they lost it. Mm. But, I but can, I, can I share this? Right? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I, want you to I was just going to say, it just dropped in my, it just dropped in my spirit. My sister talked to me about this. If you build it, they will come. A lot of times we are worried about, or we're focused on building the followers, 
building the likes, you know, let me meet this person. I need a publicist. I need a manager. But if you build it, if you create that, whatever your vision, whatever your dream is, whether it's your record, whether it's your album, whether it's your business, you know, whether it's your foundation, whatever it is, build it first and then the people will come. If you like you and, and what I'm hearing you say as a publicist to the artist, to the to the creator, to the innovator, to the business owner, build the business first, then the publicity will come, right? Yeah. Build build the the art, build the songs. Yeah. Your wife is working on building a catalog of songs and then the management will come and then the the publicity deal and the publications will come. And I just felt that in the spirit, you know, your wife is gonna get the, the what they call it when you write and then you get a deal, publications. Publishing, publishing. publishing. You know, write the songs first, then get the publishing. A lot of times, I, and I think this for the younger generation, they want the publishing, they want the publicity, they want the management, but you ain't build nothing. Build it first, then the people will come. It's crazy and contrary in a sense because nowadays, if you have three million subscribers on YouTube and a million followers on Twitter or Instagram, but you don't have any work ethic, you don't know the ranks, so they throw you out here and they're like, well, because now every the, the trend is getting on trains that are already moving, mm -hmm. but they didn't do, they had no A&R, they had no training, they don't know. And it's not to throw anybody under the bus, but you look at those generations of singers like the Queen Najas, people who blew up off of social media. Uh -huh. And it's like they don't have the foundation of a Fantasia or not not to put even compare them vocally, but just looking at how Fantasia, even though she came up from a competition, she, she had the foundation. She, she went through downs, you know, like it was it wasn't just the immediate gratification. Um and I did want to circle back to something you said, Pastor Jay. Um, this is the season to invest in yourself. Spend the money to learn the craft. Spend mm -hmm. the money for schooling. I got myself a certification uh, at Cal State uh, University of Dominguez Hills. Um, you know, like those things are for the betterment of me and the services I offer. I can charge more because I have more knowledge in a thing you know so now my next thing because these metrics are crazy and the algorithm is trash so how do you get yeah. so it's now true. i have to learn the matrix system i have yeah. to pay i have to find i'm like you know somebody maybe help me finance it but it's an investment that i i want to make because i'm really intrigued by the program uh you know so it's just things you have to learn and you have to do the work and invest in yourself those is basic principles to all the people who we look at you know like look at beyonce before she did coachella she ran that stuff two two to three hundred times before she got to the cameras and costumes when she was doing it she was chunky beyonce i like chunky beyonce but she was chunky beyonce by the time she got to it she was fit skinny beyonce ready to to go off and that was an iconic performance you know like if you look at all the i'm a beyonce fan and you just look at all the things that she does she moves in intention and That's there's good. a work there's a work ethic attached to that that brings to fruition greatness right right so these new artists some of them have some there's some like jacqueline carr is killing it like people like that even though they're in gospel you have to look she's making money 
she owns, <laughs> you know, things that a lot of artists don't get to own concerning writing. And she's getting bigger checks than people who've been in the game for 30 years. She's done a great yeah. job at branding herself. I, yeah. She, whatever it. Yeah, so it's her family. Um, just to break it down, they have been preparing her, you know, since so she was a child. Yeah. So she's walking into her fruits of labor because mm-hmm. she's she's not just a, a a person that just popped up and want to mm-hmm. do gospel. She's been doing gospel since 11, 12 in the church. Came out thirteen with her first little uh, CD. Then came and, and 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 every year kept growing and growing and growing. And she's only been popping for some people in their mind on the chart. That's late, That's but, late, but she has been out there for a minute. Right. Right. What did right. I talk about earlier? She had a story. She was a child preacher. She had something that was different and made her appealing, which made her, we want to look to the, I'm like, I don't even like little kids singing. Only little kids I like singing was Michael Jackson, like, because his voice was killing. I'm like, how's this little boy killing like this with this tonality and his approach and his phrasing? It was so on point. But kids singing, I do not like kids singing. Like, you know, it's cool and cute at church, but I don't want to hear that on in my car at 30. Uh, four years old <laughs> but she, her approach she was you know like that her very first single i was like wow like this little girl is really singing like she's 42 and and then had a, a divorce and <laughs> her dog died you know like she right. like she'd been through some stuff you know what i mean but she had a story that was tangible and it made you intrigued to learn yeah. that. that's so basically that, the preparation yes and that goes so, back to make sure you have a story that's marketable and and make it make sense. And make it make sense. And it don't have to be a gimmick, but own own your originality, own your unique situations. If whether, like you said, drugs, alcohol, you know, you were divorced, like look at the Tasha Page Lockhart, or I'm sorry, not Lockhart anymore, but Tasha Page. What's her last name now? So Tasha Page. Tasha Page. Right. Lisa's her mama, praise God. Shout she out to owned, her on Clubhouse. Shout out to her. She owned her story. Yes, I'm a divorcee. Yes, I'm an ex-drug uh, addict. But look at what God did for me. And yeah. it's marketable, but it's sincerity as well. So yeah, I just want to say that. There was integrity in the story, you know, and, that, and yeah. you, can't take, you can't take that away when people can be transparent about your pain, about the things you've gone through, because then you see it's not about um, ego or about oh, look at me. It's like, look at what I could come from with humility and how God was the only person that could really bring me out and to bring me above that situation. And one thing I wanted to say um, is two things. Um, First uh, first thing would be, um, what is your future projects that you have coming up? And last thing is, what would you like to leave with the people um, in our closing? Okay, for myself, um, I am launching my company after all these years of doing it freelance, basically, and not being official. I'm uh, launching my business the first quarter of 2021 because I was forced to basically. I needed a tax write off. <laughs> but <laughs> I understand. That's a blessing. That is a blessing. 
but it works, you know, and now I'll be able because you know how many times I've been places and people ask, Do you have a card? And I refuse to make cards because I didn't know what I would be or I didn't want to be those people that have a business card and you have to change it every six months because it's a different number or different buildings. And that, and that's no shame to anybody that went through that great for you. I'm not doing that. I don't want to. So and I did, and that's why I didn't. So I did all this all these years from Instagram and Twitter. And word of mouth and emails and text messages without a business, without a website, without a business card. Um, so yeah, that's that. <laughs> so, um, but I am launching that for myself. So it's uh, Jericho Love Entertainment because I kind of coined that name. It generated from email, and I don't know if you got well. You guys know B Slade. He would just I had you know a moment uh, with him and. He would just tell everybody introduce me as Jared Love. So it kind of stuck. And I was like, oh, I could do that as a business name. I could do that as a website. You know, this was years ago. But when he, he sees me, hey, Jared Love, <laughs> you know, so it just kind of stuck. Um, Shout and, out to me, Slate, too. And he, yeah. he's, he's a dope guy. Very eccentric, but effective. Because <laughs> can't nobody sing and do vocally what he does uh, in and out of the church. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, that's my guy. I appreciate him. Um, and what I would like to leave with the people is, I kind of said it, and I, I guess I'll just reiterate it again. Um, be authentic and embrace your story, but also be in alignment with God and what he wants for you. So I won't negate that. Um, be free. Liberate your mind, your body, your soul, relinquish those pains of the past, those hurts that are holding you back from being great so you don't relapse into the same situation in another form, whether it's a person, place, or thing, <laughs> and you're back in the same situation. Um, yeah, really. Before you move into next year, work, find something that has been ailing you and holding you back and really relinquish that burden unto God because he's there to take the load for you. That's the purpose of Jesus. He was there to bridge that gap to the Father for us. So we don't have to be burdened down mentally or spiritually. You know, financially things happen, but you can come up for air and you can make it. You have a purpose, a reason, a rhyme. There's, you're supposed to be here and somebody's depending and waiting on your story to come to life. So hang on a little longer and keep seeking his face and uh, know that you're important to somebody and that people love you and care about you and want to see you do well. Amen. Well, I just want to first of all say thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on. And like I tell everybody, now that you came on, uh, you can't get rid of us. you got family in Las Vegas and Chicago. So anything that you have as a project, we we are here to help you and support you because the mission statement of Anointed Radio is that united we can make change. Right. And if you think about how the body of Christ, if we stop competing and coming together and building each other and building each other's platforms, how many more people would be saved? It's a glorious vision that God wants us to come together and be one body yeah. so we could be able to help somebody instead of worrying about all the stuff we've been going through because aren't we all tired of the same broken record of what we've been through? God, God's like, I know you've been through it, but you made it out. Can, can you help somebody that's going through it right now? Right. 
Can you can you help somebody that that needs your help to be like like what you just said, Jeremy, the 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 champion of the story, mm-hmm. where they could be able to see you and be like, he made it out, so I can make it out. But they can see you if you're still complaining, like you're still in it. Yeah. So all I could say is, if there's anything you need, you got here family here in Las Vegas for help here at Anointed Radio, and this will not be the last time that you come on here. And um. One thing I would like to say is if anybody's just joining them, make sure you share the live, like this video, tag somebody that needed to hear this about being a publisher or of an artist. And one thing I would tell everybody is that you could follow us on all social media platforms at LV Anointed Radio um, on all social media platforms. And you could go ahead and um, see us on podcasts where you could hear this interview and all the previous interviews that we've had of all of our great guests even the dw experiences on there and we even got some more shows i um we working those out that'll be coming on the podcast platform soon and it's going to be gems it's going to be some stuff that you need um you might even see your favorite pastor preacher friend actress actor and who you never know but there's always a, a lesson and there's always a gem in there of wisdom for you, just like in this interview. So um, just letting everybody know, make sure you go to all podcast platforms, except title, because Jay-Z be hating. And I'm, I'm going to say it every time until he puts oh, me on man. I hope you make it work. That's my favorite, too. I love title. I'm, I'm with yeah. it, though. We need a T-shirt. I, title too. I, wish, I, wish, I like title, too, if they put me on there. So we're on all podcast <laughs> platforms. <laughs> And except for title, and we're gonna pray for Jay Z and come in agreement. Um, one thing I would want everybody to do is make sure you go there, po- uh, podcast platforms like Pandora, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Spotify, all those different places, and just go follow us, give us a rating, listen to the interviews. You'll be able to hear this one um, soon as well. And much love. And one thing I had to do because I really felt like Christmas wasn't really Christmas this year. And I haven't been in the season. I don't even think I played many Christmas songs this whole season. Christmas is like in two days. And one thing I want to say is happy uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, people. Happy Kwanzaa for all y'all celebrate Kwanzaa. I celebrate Kwanzaa. So, yes, I'll be talking about that on social media. All the days of Kwanzaa, you should learn about it. Yes. So, um, we're going to go ahead and go into the spirit and leave you guys with this note. Um, and the, it is by the drifters, my favorite oh. Christmas song. Ooh. Okay. White Christmas. So yes. we're going we're gonna to see you guys next week. Thanks, God. I'm of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know, where those treetops listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow, but and I, I, I am dreaming of a white Christmas with a heavy Christmas card I write. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright. 
whispers as we Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all 